The wait is over. After weeks of hyping this game, The Mandalorian by Stern Pinball was revealed to the world today. Is it the comeback redemption title from Brian Eddy we've been waiting for? Is the art package spectacular? Are we happy with the Beskar armor in the game? What's the code going to be? Who's doing the code? How does the game shoot? Is there any magic? Finally, in a Star Wars game, will this be the best Star Wars game of all time? I'm going to give you my first impressions on Stern Pinball's The Mandalorian. But before we do that, let's ask Mr. Gary Stern himself, what is Beskar Steel? As you play the game, you're going to earn Beskar. Beskar um, is a metal that is the, uh, you, you should know, is uh, the Mandalorian's armor. All the Mandalorian's armor is made of Beskar. It uh, repels uh, laser uh, shots, you know, from the laser guns and so forth. That's uh, very strong. All right, it's been a very long day. So if I sound a little bit tired, it's because I've been working really hard. I haven't slept very long with baby Killian. Bubba is snoring to my right. But I wanted to get you my first impressions on the Mandalorian pinball machine. And I've been thinking throughout the day, you know, how do you do a first impression show in, in, a, in a way that's balanced? And I did want to make this a very balanced analysis of my feelings on this game. And I want to start out by saying all of our first impressions on this game are simply that. They are each of our first impressions. Nobody is right nobody is wrong. Everything in this hobby is fully subjective. You might like the art, you might not like the art. You might like the mechs, you might not like the mechs. So this is simply Kaneda's opinion about this game on a first impression basis. So David Fix, don't confuse this with a review of the game. This is not my review of The Mandalorian, okay? I have to play the game before I can give you a review of it. It is now, what is it, May 11th of 2021. And the first thing I wanted to start out with is I wanted to start out like this. I don't know how to look at a pinball machine for the first time in a vacuum. I don't know how to look at a machine for the first time as if I didn't see other pinball machines from other manufacturers. I don't know how to look at a machine for the first time as if we didn't get pinball launch videos the way we did back in October of 2020. And you know what I'm talking about. After the Guns N' Roses launch and the way in which Jersey Jack Pinball got us so excited on day one for GNR, which is arguably the greatest pinball launch and reveal of all time, it's hard to go back now and watch these Stern games just come out the way they come out. And I know what you're saying. They don't need to do all the fancy marketing. They don't need to do all the fancy videos. But I do think they need to do more than this. These games continue to come out in such a boring and pedestrian way. And once again, right, we got the crappy cell phone picture was the first thing we got to see. Once again, I can't believe we're still getting a crappy cell phone picture. And then it seemed like there was confusion. The video went up on Stern's site on YouTube, then it got taken down, and then you had like all these different things were hitting from different places, and it just didn't seem synchronized. It didn't seem like they said, at this moment, we're going to hit go with all of these great assets. And then the assets themselves, I get it. Stern, I get it. This is all you do, is you push a machine 
into a dark room and you have Jack Danger there sort of playing the game, sort of dancing around it when he hits the flipper button in such a dramatic way. And that's it. We get about like two minutes of sort of cut together gameplay footage. We didn't get to see anything on the DMD. We didn't get to hear any of the sounds or the call outs from the game itself. And it just feels really underwhelming. So this is just my indictment of the marketing that surrounds this game. I just wish Stern would put more into the assets they're giving us to chew on on day one because this is all we have to go on. Really, there's not a lot to chew on other than the stuff they're putting out in the world, okay? So I'm just on a pure, the first moment I experienced the game, my expectations were already a little bit frustrated that we're here back again with the same old cookie cutter approach. Now, from there, I think from there, there is that moment where you finally see a pinball machine in all of its HD glory. You see it the way it was supposed to be seen. You see all three trim levels of the game, and you finally get to look at the game and stand over it. And then you're going to feel something. Like you're going to feel like a wow, or you're going to feel like an eh, or you're going to feel like I don't like this. You're going to have some emotional range that takes place inside your head when you see a pinball machine for the first time. Now, I want to tell you what went on inside my head when I saw The Mandalorian for the first time. And I watched the video and I saw what was in the game. The first thing that went through my head was this. Wow, it looks pretty packed. It looks pretty packed for a stern pinball machine. And that was the thing that I first sort of gravitated towards was it looked like there's a lot to do in the game. It looked like there's a lot to shoot in this game. And it kind of pulled me in with like, oh, wow, I wonder what everything does. And I think that was my first impression looking at it, that at least this isn't a barren wasteland like Led Zeppelin. There's obviously a lot in this game. And so then the second thing that popped into my head was, I wonder where the magic lies. Is there going to be magical stuff in this game that's going to finally, finally bring a Star Wars theme to life in such an incredible way? And then I watched the video and my expectations for magic began to slowly fade away. And I want to explain why I went from being like, all right, I can't wait to see what's in this game to, ah, oh, really? And I'm going to, I'm going to explain the moment. I'm going to explain the moment in which part of me just died inside. And maybe I'm too critical. Maybe you think I'm being too harsh, but I love the Mandalorian and I love Star Wars and I love this property. And when I think about this property and I think about all the cool stuff in the show and what you can put into a pinball game that brings to life all the cool elements of the Mandalorian. And then I watched the video and I've seen the way they're incorporating the mechs in the game and how they're getting inspired by this TV show in pinball form. I walked away from the gameplay with a little bit of like, okay, it's another Stern. And I want to explain why. The most magical thing in the Star Wars universe, what is it? It's the Force. The Force is the thing that every kid wants to have. Every single kid who grew up wanting to be a Jedi wanted Force powers. And one of the coolest parts of The Mandalorian is when we learn that baby Yoda, Grogu, has Force powers. It's one of the most magical scenes in the show. And his ability to use the Force to stop things in their track, right? What an amazing thing. And I was so, so hoping that after, you know, Steve Ritchie's Star Wars game completely failed to use magnets in a creative way and bring the force to life. I was so hoping that this game would find a very creative way 
to use force powers and to use magnets to make it feel like Grogu is actually using his force powers to stop the ball in a really dramatic and awesome pinball moment. And then I looked at this game. They simply just put the Herman Munster, the Batman 66, the off-the-shelf part magnet. They just stuck him right in front of the doll Grogu that's just there for no reason. I mean, he doesn't do anything. It's literally a doll just sitting there. It doesn't move. It doesn't move his hand. He doesn't have any feature whatsoever other than to be a prop. He's just there to get people excited. And then you walk up and he does absolutely nothing. The ball just like gets grabbed by the magnet and dropped into one of the lanes that spells child. And that's it. That's it. So once again, when I saw that, I was like, oh man, what a golden opportunity it would have been to do something interesting with magnets. And the reason why I was really sad when I saw that and how uncreative that was is why is it that there's actually a much more creative use of magnets in Stranger Things. I love that, the way the the ball is grabbed in the back box area of Stranger Things because Eleven has sort of like force powers. Why is it Brian Eddy knows how to do something really interesting with magnets and then this is what he does with Grogu? We don't even get an interesting use of force powers. So I saw that and I was like, ah, oh. That, that's the part that I was just like, okay, I'm not going to get Grogu Force powers. Okay, let me move on to the next thing. Are we going to get a really cool like Razor Crest ship in which if you heard my rumors, it was like there's going to be this hanging target that will reveal a ramp. And I thought it was going to be like this ramp into the ship and maybe it locks balls and maybe this and maybe that. Okay, and then we see the way it's executed. And this, once again, I look at this and I'm, I'm just, again, am I being too harsh? I look at the way Stern sort of brings these things to life and the way they design pinball into a theme. It's like, I'm looking at this thing, this Razor Crest with this hanging uplift target that activates Razor Crest multi-balls. And I'm just looking at it and I'm staring at this thing and it just looks really bad. And, and, and now it, it reminds me of, of the Jeep in Jurassic Park that's just crapping a captive ball out of the back of the Jeep. But even at least that had a little bit more grace. But this thing literally looks like the internal components to something that needed to be covered up with something. And it's just hanging there. Part of what I dream for in a pinball machine, and again, am I being too critical, is you want to have a little bit more of a suspended state of disbelief that what is under the glass is a world. And all these magical things in this world that do magical things and create moments of wow. When I look at this, and I look at this target hanging off of this razor crest, it just feels like it has anything but a wow moment. It looks like the internal elements of something that need to be covered up, and it's just sitting there. And it's just, it's very like just steel and screws and plastic. And I get it, it's a pinball machine. I get that. And I can already hear like Rare Hero complaining to me that it's a pinball machine. What are you complaining about? But when I look at these mechs, I just feel like they're unfinished. Like someone should have stood over this stuff and said, hey, like, is that really what we're going for? Is that really what we're going to do? And I know that this hasn't been done before. And I see people saying this all the time, like, well, no one's ever done a drop down target like that before. But maybe there's a reason why if this is what this stuff looks like, maybe you needed to work a little bit harder 
to integrate this more into like the Razor Crest itself. So I saw that and I was like, okay. And then you get to the big item in the game, which is obviously the main mech, the main piece of real estate, which is this rotating motorized encounter upper mini playfield with two flippers and six stand up targets for intense battle action, intense battle action, okay? And it's the Mandalorian mask and it's got six targets over his mask and then it's got a three, two, one, and two big flippers, and this thing rotates up. And I wanna ask you a question. I wanna ask you a question. What does this have to do with the Mandalorian? And, and, I, and I mean that. What about the show? If you look at all the things in the show, if you got the Jawa vehicle, you've got the sniper rifle, you've got the puck that has the hologram of who he needs to go after with his bounty, you've got all these things going on in the show, you've got speeders, you've got the crib that Baby Yoda's in that hovers in midair, like the crib could have been somewhere in here. What about this upper play field makes any sense to you? Why does the Mandalorian have six targets on his head that you're bashing? Does it make any sense whatsoever other than this? It's clearly the Mandalorian. It's clearly something that will be very visually arresting to anyone who walks by the game, and it will pull people in. Don't get me wrong. This game is going to make so much money on location because of these two things, the Mandalorian helmet, which kids are going to love, and baby Grogu or Grogu in the upper left corner is unmistakably the biggest stuff that's part of this franchise, and there they are, in, 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 in ginormous fashion, the two biggest pieces of real estate in this game are things that are unmistakably the Mandalorian, but I would also argue that they're unmistakably not that impressive. And why is it that two big chunks of real estate are somewhat head scratchers to me? I struggle with this because I don't wanna be like a negative Nancy, but if you're going to put a major mechanism in a pinball machine that is the Mandalorian, why would you make it this? Why isn't it something that's more derivative from the show itself? And I think what I'm seeing in this game, and this is my overall feeling, and there's other stuff in this game too that's pretty neat. There's the ambush thing that's going on. There's a Vuck in the game. There's a Scoop in the game. There's diverters in the game. There's a lot in this game. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot in this game. But when I watch the video, let me ask you a question. When I watch the video and you see the game in motion and you see the stuff happening in the game, is there anything happening in this game that when you saw it, you went, wow. And as of today, I just didn't see anything in the game yet that made me go, wow. Now, there's still a lot to be seen in this game and the code and the callouts and the music and the gameplay itself could be that wow. And, and, and again, this is my first impression on what I've seen today. So my mind could change when I see a stream of the game and see all of the pieces coming together. But we're going to talk about the fact that Stern Pinball is not streaming this game until 10 days from now. And I'm going to talk to you about why I think that's total BS and they're doing it strategically and they're doing it for a reason. They want to make sure, I'll just talk about it now. The reason why they're not going to stream this game for 10 days and people are going to say like, oh, it's because they don't have approval or they don't have licensing yet or Disney hasn't seen the code. BS. There's no way that Disney would let them reveal this game and it's unfinished. No way. The reason why they are not streaming this game for 10 days is most likely because they want to sell every 750 of those LEs and they want to help their distributors sell every single one before anyone can back out because they saw something they didn't like. 
And I'm not sure we're going to see something we don't like, but think about it right now. Right now is the ultimate period in which you don't have enough to go on other than the stuff we saw today. And is what you saw today enough to commit to buying this game? I don't think so. I really don't think so. And I don't mean it like, oh, we saw terrible stuff. I just don't think this is enough of an experience of what this game provides to make a decision. And for those of you out there who spent $13,000 on these machines this weekend because some distributors were charging over, I don't know if you got in at the right time or I don't know if you just got ripped off. I just don't know yet because there's so much we don't know about the game. But when I looked at this game and I saw all the stuff in it, I started to come to this conclusion in my own head that when Stern Pinball packs a machine like this and puts a lot in it, because of their low bomb, everything just looks a little unfinished. And I mean that. The more you try to put into a Stern game, I think you land in a place where like the less impressive most of it is. That because the Stern bombs are not very high, I think you need to have one single killer mech in the game that is the focal point of the game that is also like a wow thing in the game. And if you think about it, that's what the house is in Elvira. That's what the T-Rex is in Jurassic Park. So when I look at the Mandalorian and I say, what is the one wow thing that clearly got most of the money, that clearly got most of the attention, I'm not sure it's there. And I think they tried to spread the bomb out across a lot of different ideas. And you could see it. There are a lot of different interesting ideas going on in the Mandalorian pinball machine. But I don't think any of them really blows me away. I don't think any of them really brings the show to life in physical form. And I don't think you could look at this stuff and say, okay, where is this? Where is that? How do you not have a hologram of a puck that shows you what your next bounty is? And I think the real magic of this game is going to really have to be in how it shoots and what's on the screen. And either the software is going to make or break this game at this point. We know it's going to have all the right assets, but Dwight had all of the right assets with Star Wars. So he's going to have the same thing again. I still can't believe, and this is the other part, we know that Dwight is coding this game. And if you asked everybody out there, who's the one coder out there that you don't want to make the Mandalorian, all of you would have said Dwight. Okay, most of you would have said Dwight. And here we find out today that it's Dwight. You didn't get the other people you were hoping you were going to get. You definitely didn't get Lyman Sheets. And it's amazing to me that when you found out it was Dwight and I was reading Pinside, I love how people just kind of ignored that. They were just kind of like, oh, okay, all right. Like it's no big deal. Yet it's such a big deal whenever people are talking about who they don't want to code these games. And I know Dwight's done a better job with Ninja Turtles. So we'll see because look, you're only as bad as your last bad game and you're only as great as your last great game. So I will look at Dwight's code with open eyes and I hope this game brings the show we love to life in a way that is appealing. But unfortunately... You don't get to see that until you plop down your Ellie order. And so you have to basically roll the dice on what you saw today. And if you ask me after seeing what I saw today, do I think the Mandalorian is going to like skyrocket in value and everyone's going to have to have one? I don't really feel that way. I don't feel like I'm worried about it. I think the art package is okay. Let me talk about the art for a little bit. Because normally we were like, we deconstruct the art on these games, you know, pretty significantly. I don't think the art package is bad. I don't think it's like the most amazing art package. Here's the thing with the art package on The Mandalorian. 
I think the Mandalorian, when I think about the show, and I'm, I'm looking at the artwork right now, and it's good. It's good. There's a lot in it. There's many characters represented. The one character, a lot of you on it, Gina, she's not in it. You guys out there, you crazy guys out there, who this is a make or break thing for you, who politicized this game, she's not in this game anywhere, which is interesting because she is in, she is in the Zen pinball game that just came out. So the artwork is good. It is very busy. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of inserts in this game. There's a lot of characters in this game. But here's my thing with illustrating the Mandalorian artwork and the way it is presented in this game. This style and this look isn't what we are used to with the show we love. It's not an animated thing. I would have preferred to have seen more of a darker, grittier version of Mandalorian artwork on this game. I'm just going to say this, and I'm not kissing butt. I know you know there's drama between us. But Franchi's style of photorealism that is sort of illustrated over the photorealistic artwork would have looked the best in a game like this. And he probably would have taken a darker, more desert-like vibe to the game. And I just don't think this is kind of the way we think about Mandalorian. Now, I don't dislike it. I just am not blown away by it. And that's my overall assessment with a lot of what's in this game. I feel like there's nothing to panic about, but there's also nothing that's just blowing me away. And am I, am I being crazy? And maybe this is still me experiencing a little bit of hangover from Guns N' Roses. But I look at these Sterns now, and I mean this. I think we've sort of just hit where we're going to hit with like what Stern can do with the amount of money Stern puts into these games. And I'm sorry if we get all excited, but I'm at the point now where I don't even think you can expect a lot more than this in any Stern machine moving forward. I really don't. Unless they're willing to invest more in these games, unless they're willing to give more money to their designers, unless they're willing to give more money to their engineering team, we're just not going to see anything much more impressive than this. And I'm not saying that means it's not fun. I'm not saying that means you're not going to enjoy this game. When you hear this theme song and you see clips from the show and you're going on these missions from the show, I think this game could be a hell of a lot of fun. I really do mean that. But I also think that when we look at where pinball is in 2021 and we look at a show with the source material of the Mandalorian and you look at the mechs that are in the game, and most of the stuff, even though some of it's never been done before, it just doesn't feel like the imagination and the creativity and the ingenuity is running wild, does it? It feels like they're making games that they know will sell very well. And I know this is crazy. They're making games that will do very well on location. They're making games that are instantly recognizable, and they're probably making stuff to be very reliable, if you will, but I just don't see the magic. And maybe I'm wrong, maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong and I'm right, but this is just my first impression, is I wanted to see this game and get goosebumps the way I felt when I first saw Ghostbusters. I just want to get goosebumps the way when I first saw Guns N' Roses. I don't feel that way with every pin, and maybe I just need to start curbing my enthusiasm, and maybe I need to lower my expectations when these games come out, because it's not fair, right? Would If you saw the new Honda Civic, would you look at the new Honda Civic reveal the same way you looked at the new Bugatti reveal or the new Ferrari reveal? And that's just where we're at. Stern is not the creme de la creme of pinball. 
they are not putting the most into their games. And so when a stern reveal happens, it is more like a Honda reveal than it is a Ferrari reveal. And when Jersey Jack reveals a game, you're just that much more excited because you know they're going to put that much more into it. The reason they can put that much more into it is that it takes Jersey Jack Pinball forever to get a game out, and they've only got one game every two years. So that is the reason why Jersey Jack games are so packed and so loaded and have so much more. In the time period Jersey Jack makes one game, Stern makes eight. So this is the price we pay. If you want a lot of pinball and you want a lot of options, you want a lot of variety, this is what you're going to get. This is the best you're going to get. Now, if you want something that really, really, really jams it with everything possible, then you're going to have to wait a really long time. So that was my first impressions of Mandalorian. I didn't go into like all the different varieties of the pro, this and that. It does feel like the pro might be the way to go in this game because I don't feel like you're losing a lot of the magic if you go with the pro. Uh, but, you know, that's my first impressions. I can't wait to see more on this game. I can't wait to see like what the code is like. I can't wait to see this game turned on and played properly. And I will say overall, Canada's assessment of Mandalorian is a little bit of like, I don't hate it. I'm not blown away by it. I want to see more of it. But I think this is basically where we are with Stern. I think their bomb has their games sort of looking very much the same over and over and over again. And I just want to see more magic. I want to see more of the world under glass. And I just want to see mechs in a game be more derivative from the property. And it, it should make sense. It should just make sense. I just don't understand why you're bashing targets over the Mandalorian's helmet. Like, I just don't understand why we can't get a force grab of a ball done in a way that is magical the way the magnet moves the ball across the play field in, in Dracula. Why can't we do this 25 years later? And that's it. And if I could get more of that, and I could be like, oh my God, you got to see what the ball does here. I mean, think about that. A Star Wars Mandalorian pin. You won't be able to pull your friend over and say, oh my God, you got to see what happens when this happens. There's none of that. There's just none of that. And it's all on the screen. And everything is now code. Everything is now just code on a screen. And for those of you who say Guns N' Roses is just lights, no. Guns N' Roses is a pull someone over and take a look at this masterpiece. And I just wanted this to be a little bit more like that. But it's a little bit apples to oranges, and I got to start curbing my enthusiasm as I look at Stearns versus other machines in the marketplace. But anybody, share with me what you think about The Mandalorian on CanadaPinball at gmail.com. And always a fun day to see a new pinball machine. And I do want to congratulate everyone over at Stern Pinball for getting a new pinball machine out in the world. It would be really boring if I didn't have new machines every three to four months to either love, nitpick, or give my criticisms or my praise of. I mean, this is good. This is what we want. We want new machines, and they delivered one. And guess what? If you ordered it, you're going to get it pretty soon. And, and there's something to be said for that. And that's why Stern wins, and that's why Stern has no real competition. So nothing I say really matters. They're going to sell every single one of those LEs, and they're going to do the same thing again with Godzilla, and so on, and so on, and so on. But deep down inside, people, deep down inside, all of you are wondering, Imagine what the Mandalorian would have been if Eric Minier made it at Jersey Jack Pinball. See you later. Go hard getting busy with it. But I got such a good heart that I make the mother uh, wonder if you did it. Damn right, can I do it again? Cause yeah. I am like so I